Manisha, international focus heading into the weekend was on the G20 summit in Germany. What exactly is the purpose of the meeting? So, Sakina, following the collapse of Lehman Brothers in 2008, summits between G20 leaders have themselves become an annual event between the finance ministers and the central bank governors. And the G20 themselves, they are 19 nations as well as the Eurozone, and they incorporate the world's leading industrialized and emerging economies and purportedly accounts for around 85% of the world's GDP. So the actual aim of these meetings is to promote a high-level discussion of policy issues pertaining to international financial stability. Now, these events, they don't typically have much impact on the market, but this time the G20 meeting did draw a bit more attention given that it was the first attended by the new U.S. Secretary uh, Mnuchin under the new Trump administration. And, um, you know, what are some of the key developments to take note of, Manisha? Yeah, so the first uh, to take note of was the communication around climate change and that officials there dropped from a joint statement any mention of financing action on climate change, supposedly after pressure from the U.S. as well as Saudi Arabia. Then the second aspect was that officials from the various countries, they also have failed to agree on a joint position that explicitly opposes trade protectionism, given pushback from the U.S. government. So recall that protectionism, that can include border tariffs, as well as rules that favor a country's own businesses over those in another economy. And this year's statement put, uh, put out said that they are, they are working to strengthen the contribution of trade to our economies, not actually rejecting protectionism as the group has done in the past. And typically we'd like to see globalization promoted and free trade as that allows for economies of scale as well as efficient allocation of resources, for instance. So in that regard, it appears that the United States would prefer to rather redraft trade practices in a way that helps American workers. U.S. Treasury Secretary Mnuchin also indicated that trade agreements need to be free and fair and, in their view, balanced. So I think it's a bit of a disappointment to those member countries who were perhaps hoping that President Trump's stance on making America great again, so to speak, and that his aggressive campaigning would be toned down somewhat. But unfortunately, that's not been the case. And worries of countries turning more inward, so to speak, will, will also linger for the time being. And then, Manisha, locally, any pertinent developments to be aware of this week? Mm. Yeah, so, Sakina, first off, some good news at the start of the week is that the rands continue to strengthen um, to just below 12 rand 70 to the dollar, and that's marking some of its best levels since late 2015. Um, markets are continuing to digest the less, haw- less hawkish than expected FOMC meeting last week. But that being said, we could see local liquidi- liquidity being relatively more constrained today given that some may have taken today off as a long weekend and that Japanese markets are also closed so a consolidative bias could feature and 
On the data front, when participants return, some key local data is scheduled for release on Wednesday. That in particular, that includes the release of the Reserve Bank's quarterly bulletin as well as domestic CPI data. Now, the quarterly bulletin, that includes the current account data for Q4. And while it's it's somewhat dated, it's for Q4, it does draw attention because it's an important indicator about an economy's health. And that's defined as the sum of balance of trade, your net income from abroad, as well as current transfers. And then on the inflation front, uh, those CPI data will be looked at to see if, in fact, the local inflation cycle has peaked.